TL's Roadhouse. In the studio with TL. What's up, man? Trey Lewis. You're the real TL. The other TL. No bones about it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I never, man, did you ever think that you'd be going by initials when you were growing up? I did never. No. I never thought that. No. My uh, uncle, his name is Todd Lyles, and they always called him TL. So at what age is it comfortable for a person to be called sir? Yeah. Uh, sometimes I'll be like talking to women and I'll be thinking it's going like really and good. Going, yeah, yes, and they hit me with the yes, sir. And I'm like, God, <laughs> they think I'm really old. I'm old. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Sir. It's done, you know. Oh, man. Um, so I want to thank you uh, for allowing us to use your Black Magic beautiful cameras. We've had some issues with our cameras. So, and Junior's having some issues with the computer too. So hopefully he's got his stuff together. This right little there. card here got full, but we on the we on the hard drive now, so we're good. Really? Hell yeah, I card. I wasn't sure if we were doing the podcast this week or not, but when you called me, I was like, "Well, I was in a right. I was writing with Lee Miller and uh, and uh, another uh, track guy over at Sony, uh, Chris Utley, and I was like, Tracy Lawrence is calling me, guys. I'm I'm sorry. I'm did, y'all, did y'all write a hit? Uh, we wrote a great song. I don't know if it's a hit yet, yeah. but it's a good song. It's kind of hard to tell when you first write it. Yeah, but like, you know, it's like, you're like one of my, you know, country music heroes, but like, he's one of my songwriting heroes, you know? That's cool. He's, he's awesome. And I was like, I mean, you're great and all, but Tracy Lawrence is calling <laughs> yeah. me. I got to go, you know? Yeah. So. Well, I appreciate you and, putting yeah. me in your priority list, yeah. man. And they, Am and I they, in your in your favorites file? Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> without, yeah, without a doubt. Pin to the top, you know? Oh, whatever, man. It always feels like the, the last song you wrote is your best song, don't it? For I don't know. The last couple know. I wrote were awful. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I usually uh, I usually don't like, I don't usually don't like um, my songs. You know, like, I like them until I put them out. Once I put them out, I'm like, I don't, I don't know. I, you know, I always had a real hard problem with mine. I, I thought I was a good songwriter until I came to town, and then I met, like, Dean Dillon and yeah. Bob DePiro and yeah. Craig Wiseman and, you know, Paul Nelson. Man, Craig Wiseman is insane. I was looking at his, um, his like, the songs he's written, Oh man, like, through the decades. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's just unreal. It's unreal. He's, he's a genius. But he's, like, he's done it in a way of, like, He's not just like one thing, you know what I mean? Like I have writers in town that I write with. Like if I know what kind of song I'm trying to write, I'll go write with them. He can just—he's like a jack of all trades. Oh, absolutely! Like he's done the Texas thing. He's done the, you know, more of like bluegrassy thing. And then he's just wrote like, you know, those songs that like when you listen to him, you're like, this is stupid, but this is awesome. You know, he just—he's just—he's a true poet. Yeah. That's what he is. It's absolutely true. And I think there's a lot of uh, songwriters in Nashville that you can put into that category that yeah. are real true poets, man. For sure. I think they're the last in the country. I mean, they're amazing songwriters in this town. Yeah. So I want to—I uh, want to kind of get to know you a little bit better. You and I have, have made a friendship over the last few months or the last year or so, and I've had an opportunity to do your podcast. Yeah, man. What's the name of your podcast? DM Monday. See, now everybody can go watch all the other stuff that you got going on. Yeah. And uh, uh, I mean. But I want to learn about your family. How many brothers and sisters do you have? Well, I have. So I have. Um, I have a sister. We have same mom, same dad. Yeah. And then my my parents divorced when I was like three. Gotcha. And then my mom remarried to a man that I also called dad to. Um, and they were married until up until I was about thirteen. But um, my mom, when she got remarried, it was like my childhood best friend it became my stepbrother. <laughs> so, so it wasn't like the movie Step Brothers. Hey, no, no, no. Just all. my drums. Yeah, yeah, not at all. But we did fight. You know, I mean, that's about. Somebody asked me the other day. They're like, "Were you a fighter in high school? Did you get in a ton of fights?" And I really didn't. The only fights I ever got in with were with him. You know, like fist fights in public. Yeah. You know, 
and uh, he he beat my ass every time until the until the last time we never fought again after that. You know? um, but sometimes we're, it takes. We're that. the same age, but he's like older than me. You know, like he turns a year older, like eight months before. Y'all still I do. close? Yeah, man. We talk on the phone every day. That's awesome. And then he has a little brother, and he lives out in uh, Houston. He works for Hoare Construction. He's a he's a good dude. Went out to his wedding. Your mom and dad. Uh, right. Do you still talk to them? Yeah, so my dad passed away when I was 26, um, and then uh, my mom, uh, my mom's and my stepdad, yeah, they're 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 doing good. So Alabama, what was uh, what was your childhood like? You ride around drinking beer on the gravel roads and stuff, all that stuff. Uh, yeah, I mean, I kind of grew up in the city of, of Birmingham, you know. Really? Um, yeah. Yeah, so like, there's a bunch of other artists that are from Alabama, but I kind of grew up like in the inner city. But you know, it's like when I tell people I was dating this girl, she's from Philly. You know, I was telling her I was like, yeah, I'm, I mean, like I'm country, but I'm I'm kind of a city boy, you know. And she was like, you're not a city boy, you know. She's like drives through Birmingham. She's like, you know, you blink and you're drive through Birmingham, you know. But uh, so I grew up kind of in the city, but all my family is from the outskirts, so yeah. it's like. I grew up mostly in the summers on the lake, you know, on the river and fishing and doing all that stuff. And, um, yeah, I mean, I had a pretty good childhood. I mean, it was pretty, pretty normal. You know, I played. When did music come into play? So when I was 13 years old, um, I, I, I discovered marijuana and started smoking that. Yeah. And, um, and then I discovered drinking after that. So I started using drugs and drinking at a very young age. And I mean, you know, um, a lot, of, I got sober when I was 19. So a lot of people, you know, they're like, wow, when'd you get sober? Like, do you even drink beer or like whatever? But for me, like alcohol and drugs, just like I tried it once and it just took my life over. I mean, it was just, it was bad. I mean, it was just, it was awful. I was in and out of jail. Like every time I got messed up, it was just like. I mean, it was just terrible. It was just an awful experience. There was no in between. I mean, there were some times where it was fun, but like, finally got to a point where it's like I wasn't even enjoying that anymore. You know, it was like I was just chasing something that I couldn't even. I don't know. I don't know how to explain it. I just couldn't overcome it. But yeah, I, you know, I, I grew up in a in a small town. And we we all started drinking pretty early too. I mean, it's not uh, my. Uh, my kids didn't grow up the way that I did. It was a completely different environment for them, but it was a kind of a culture thing where we yeah. were, you know, we we all knew where to go get things, you know, whatever the thing was that you wanted. I mean, it's always around. So. Yeah, actually, now that I think about it, I had a, my sister is two years older than me, and I remember being young. Um, my mom, when my mom got her first divorce, not from my dad, but the second one, uh, when I was like 13, my sister was kind of like, you know, smoking pot and doing stuff like that. And I remember like being like, you know, asleep in my bed and all of a sudden my sister and mom were in a fight and there was like a domestic violence call and the cops were in my house, you know. Wow. And I just remember back then always telling myself, you know, I'll never do drugs. Look what it does to families, you know. But I remember saying to myself, well, I'll drink alcohol because my parents do it and there's nothing wrong with that. And the, Actually, the first thing I ever did was I got drunk and I drank 12 beers and the guy that drank four beers got sick and threw up and, I, you know, I always blamed him that that was the reason that I got sick because I smelt his puke, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Not because I drank 12 beers, you know, the first right. time. But, dude, it's like from the very first time I drank alcohol 
we like threw up all over this house, like in the couch, in between the couch cushions, in the carpet. Like they had to get all new furniture. We ruined this house. Oh man, you know that's awful. Are you and your but sister? It, but it wasn't close? my fault. Yeah, me and my yeah, sister are still close. Um, yeah, her and her husband own a deli down in Silicago, and we're cool. We talk on the phone every yeah. now and then. So how about that Alabama Tennessee game this year? Man, how about it? How about it? Yeah, I mean, big Alabama fan. Congrats! Yeah, yeah Auburn. Oh, you're not a Tennessee. You're an Arkansas fan. I am. Yeah, I, I am both. I mean, I've lived here longer than I have anywhere else, but I expected a lot more out of Arkansas this year. They just didn't quite get it all together. Yeah, man. I mean, the way I look at it is like, I'm, you know, in with Georgia. You know, all my everybody up here is a Georgia. Fan, Everybody's from like, Georgia yeah. now, man. Yeah, or a Tennessee fan. It's just like. Man, we've been whooping ass for the last 15 years. You know, it's like, congrats to Kirby Smart. Yeah. Congrats to, you know, Tennessee. Like, y'all deserve it. I'm glad the rivalry's back. Yeah, we need we need more of a balanced playing field. But, but you know, everybody's got to step the game up, man. That's what's yeah. happening now. It's starting to get I mean, when pretty I, interesting again. When I grew up, man, I used to go to Neyland Stadium and, you know, Tuscaloosa the next year back to Neyland and, you know, watch that game over and over and over, you know, and it'd be like we would – you know, either they would win by a field goal or we would win by a field goal. It was just like a cool thing in the last, you know, 15 years. It hadn't been like that. We just beat their ass all the time. And I'm telling you what, I think the athletes are faster. Uh, the game has progressed, man. Um, I mean, it's just it's the natural evolution thing. It's amazing to see how strong some of these guys really are. Running yeah. backs, man. Some of these running backs are unbelievable. When they Derek Henry, that guy's oh, unreal. He's unreal, man. He's a beast. And uh, that what was that defense? Uh, Jordan Davis from uh, Georgia. Yeah, he's playing for the Eagles now. Yeah, that guy's like a refrigerator, it's dude. Just unbelievable. Unreal. I mean, yeah. they're like a mountain. How are you gonna move that guy? He, he ain't moving. Yeah, him. Definitely something in the chicken, you know. <laughs> Or the, <laughs> the chicken. chicken or the, you know, the meat or like those antibiotics and stuff. I don't know. Steroids. Yeah. So how long have you been beating around doing music? When did you pick up the guitar? So uh, when I was 19, you know, I went to rehab and uh, lived in a halfway house for about uh, two weeks. No, I lived in a halfway house for six months. I was in treatment for two weeks. And then after um, I got sober, I um, went to my dad and made amends, you know, like, when I was out there doing what I was doing, I stole a bunch of money from my dad, and we just kind of lost our relationship. Yeah. And, and uh, so part of my sobriety, me and him became like best friends, man. And uh, we just he he was like, "Well, I don't want you to do anything, but you know, I just want you to keep doing what you're doing. That's what you can do to make it right, you know." And uh, after after that, he was like, "And uh, what you say you move out of that halfway house and come live with me?" So I went to live with him, and it, for the first time. Since I was two or three years old, I was living with my dad. So, um, but man, I, it took me a while to get it right when I first got sober. I was doing all kinds of dumb shit. Like my first job, I was making smoothies, and and What's wrong with that? I, I mean, I was just like making smoothies. I was like, you know, I would like take my paycheck and buy all these like knockoff Nikes and stuff and try to sell them. Like I just like <laughs> couldn't figure out what I was doing, <clears throat> and. Uh, but uh, I finally, like, one day I took my paycheck and I called my grandfather up. I was like, I think I'm going to buy a guitar. I grew up, my uncle's, my uncle uh, played guitar and stuff, and we'd have, like, family get-togethers. My mom had, like, a big, elaborate uh, karaoke machine. She still has it, and she now has Dick Down in Dallas on the karaoke machine. So uh, it's pretty cool. Um, but uh, I was like, I'm going to go buy this guitar. My grandfather was like, all right, well, I'll pay for half of it. And I just spent my whole paycheck 
pretty much on it. It was like three, four hundred bucks or whatever. I bought an Epiphone uh, Hummingbird. No kidding. And uh, still have that. I don't have it anymore. I gave it to my sister, and her house got broken into, and it got stolen. But um, I'm not weird about stuff. I'm not like a sentimental guy with like instruments, you know, like like I don't know. nothing that you're personally yeah, attached yeah. to over the years. Yeah, exactly, like exactly. Yeah. How'd you but, learn? Did you learn how to play it on your own? Or so, yeah, so I get the I get this guitar. I bring it home, and my dad's like, "Oh, that's great. Trey, just another thing like Trey's gonna get and not do," you know, and then. Um, I knew how to play uh, the Wish You Were Here, the Pink Floyd thing. Somebody had showed me that, like, when I was, like, you know, when I was still, before I went to rehab. Yeah. So I was like, cool. I knew how to play that. And then I just got a chord book that showed me how to, like, play the chords. Yeah. And I just spent, like, three months every night just, like, learning. Somebody told me they were like, just try to learn how to switch between the chords, you know. And, you know, once you figure out, like, G, C, D go to like C, F, G, and just like switch it up, you know? Mm-hmm. And I was like, cool. So I just like started doing that. And then I, they have that thing on the internet. It's like guitar, ultimateguitartabs.com or whatever. Yeah, that shows you kind of the chord progression. Chords the over, the, over the words, yeah. you know? And I think like I was like singing like Wonderwall or like, you know, like uh, some some songs. And I showed my dad and he was like, wow, this is awesome. Like, you know, and before he knew it, me and him were like singing in the living room and having a good time with it. And, and uh, yeah, I mean, I've been playing country music ever since. It's been pretty amazing how everything happened for you. You know, Dick Down and Alice just freaking exploded on the scene. It's been wild. It's It's been wild, and I'm sure it uh, financially has been very rewarding. But following that up and kind of getting into the system and getting graced by radio, that's a whole other experience, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it definitely is. I mean, I'm, you know... Um, I didn't know if I was going to go the radio route, you know. Everybody didn't have to now. I mean, yeah. that's, that's a, I, mean, I, a I thought now. that I was, you know, going to stay pretty much independent. I had another song go, for me, a number one song on iTunes is like the coolest thing that well, can happen huge, for an man. independent artist. Yeah. You know, so back in January, I had another thing kind of pop off on TikTok, and it went number one. It's called Single Again. And it's like I'm single like a middle finger is, is what people call it because I put the bridge on when I wrote the song, that my co-writers were like, "This bridge is too long." I was like, "Trust me, it's not." And that was like the sound that I put on TikTok that like popped off or whatever. So, um, but anyways, um, so it's been cool to do that. But like, you know, I grew up listening to country radio. Yeah. So it's like deep down, what, the way I look at it is like I had to go back and like now that I've had success and like I actually have like fans and people that show up to my shows. What did I want to do when I first started playing music? And what was that? Well, I wanted to be like Jason Aldean and Tracy Lawrence and Luke Bryan and, you know, like Blake Shelton, you know. But I feel like the longer that I, like, got into music, my goal just became, can I make a living doing this? Well, there's a lot of people that have. I mean, Upchurch has done pretty dang good by himself. Yeah, for know? sure. There's There's been some guys that have found their own pathway. For sure, but it was like... I don't know. It's like, okay, wow. I feel like you dream about stuff, you know, and then when it actually happens, it's like takes you a minute to like collect yourself. It's like, what am I going to do? Yeah. And I, th- I uh, like, I want to, I want to be on radio because people think I can't, you know, I, I feel like I've always kind of been an underdog and like always wanted to prove people wrong. So I just signed uh, uh, over at River House and we're working on a record and we'll see what happens. That's awesome. Yeah. You know? 
I, I think you'll do good. Your voice is awesome. Well, I mean, you, you've man. got a great country it. voice. You appreciate really it. do. I think it, I think it'll, if they can find the right song, you write the right song. I mean, that's pretty much everything. Yeah. You got to have the right lyric, man. Yeah. But it. it's so competitive. If you think about the size of the chart space and all the stuff that's going on, yeah, there, there's a lot of people to yeah, find. Yeah, and it's through. like now I feel like if you're a new artist, you really got to go like – almost super cookie cutter with it to like fit into that hole you know and once you get like a you really i don't know it's, i don't know either i i don't uh, you know it seems like they would want something with a little bit more personality to it yeah. man. but it's it's hard to find out you your know, niche what it is like jelly roll he's crushing it yeah, he know? really is that's an amazing thing yeah. too man that song's his, like number 10 dude his story is unbelievable I, it really yeah, is. I love him man he's just like he's such a good dude we did a show with him uh earlier this year and like you know, man, I've opened for a lot of people in my day, and like usually I won't try to, I don't bother anybody, I don't, I don't germ anybody unless they, you know, they talk to me, because it's like, you know how it is. I'm sure you get bothered all the time. Oh, man, nobody bothers me. Yeah. <laughs> is that Tracy's bus? Can I make it? Standing there in the yeah. bathroom taking a leg. Hey, man, I got this song. Can I play you this song? Let me sing it to you right now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, I've had all that kind of stuff, man. So, I mean, I just know that, like, that ain't the way to do things. You know, like, if, if you're going to do anything, you know, if you're opening for somebody or somebody's, you know, a bigger deal than you are, then, like, you got to let things happen organically. You Absolutely. You know, you can't. Um, but I was standing over in catering and I saw him and he, and he, uh, he was like, what's up, Trey? You know, he's like, you going to get on stage and sing with me? And I was like, hell yeah, I am. And, uh, I don't know. It was just cool. Cause like when I was playing my set, I was up there and like, I saw out of the corner of my eye, he was standing on the stage side of the stage singing one of my songs. That's like, wasn't like a viral song. It's called shut the door. And it's just like, you know, an EP I put out after Dick Down Dallas. It was like the first thing I put out. But he was like, he knew every word, you know. He's like a real fan, you know. That's and awesome. It's like, and then uh, when I, like, got on stage, we did Can't You See. And, like, when I got off, he was like, I'm a big fan of that guy. And he started singing the single again, the single like a middle finger part of the song. And the crowd started singing along. So it was, like, super cool, man. And I just, like, respect his grind, you know. And, like, I mean, he's come from – from I mean he's done it all you know it's in the yeah. rock rap you know whatever it's just a pretty cool thing to watch so the kid rock thing man how cool was that man it was awesome it really was uh many show you did all 40 of his uh, yeah it was like 38 total there was a couple of festivals that I found out like last minute that I wasn't on but yeah. you know live nation but uh, <laughs> fun to get in front of them those really massive crowds like yeah that. man it was really cool um and like that guy's a legend, dude. He's oh, absolutely. I mean, he was on like The Simpsons. He was on. He was in Joe Dirt. You know. Yeah. He's married to Pamela Anderson like six times. I mean, <laughs> one know. of the many. Yeah. <laughs> I forgot about that. Yeah. Too. Yeah. Oh golly. I mean, he's done it all. I mean, and I forgot too. You know, people forget about all the all the stuff he's done. The fight in the Waffle House. You know. Yeah, he's uh, he's never wanted to shy away from any kind of confrontation. Yeah, yeah. I think he stirred something up with Oprah last week or something. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that was that was a while back. Then yeah. somebody just like regenerated. Well, that. He, he, it came around again somehow or another. Oh yeah. How do you say the guy's name? Bill May Meyer Mayer Meyer. Bill Mayer. Bill Mayer. Yeah. Yeah. He was on his podcast. It was great. I watched it the other day. I need to check that out, dude. It's hilarious. Yeah. Yeah, Kid Rock don't give a shit, man. You know, because they're whatever they're, they're both completely different people, but oh, was, very very yeah. different ideologies. Yeah, yeah. So it was it was it was interesting to watch. I mean, he's a great dude, man. Um, he just he does he does things out of the kindness of his heart for people that he believes in, and absolutely. You know, it's like you know, I'm at WME, and 
for my booking stuff and you know and it was hard for us to find a artist to like go on tour with because of dick down in dallas and that was my goal going into last year was you know i need to get on a you know major artist tour and like you know because i played the year before that i played 120 shows of my own shows coming out of the pandemic yeah so i was like freaking out in december like what are we going to do what are we going to do and then Kid Rock just like I guess heard my song at a party and was like, "I want this guy on my tour as a special guest. He's gonna come out every night and sing this song." You know, that's pretty freaking cool, man. It was, so it wasn't an agent, it wasn't any of the Nashville politics things. It was it just was all just him, just him out yeah. of the kindness of his heart, man. And just like I want this badass song on my show, you know. And like I didn't have to travel with my band. I just got up there and played with, you know. He gave me a introduction every night, you know, and. um went out there and played all those amphitheaters and i mean most of those i think all those shows were sold out or oversold you know wow it's amazing. crazy man when you walk on that stage you know i'm used to playing like you know 2100 2500 cap rooms and you walk out on that stage and you can see phone lights all the way up into <sighs> all the way up into the grass recording you singing a song you know yeah and you get on social media and then you see the videos it's just to me it's almost like breathtaking you know i mean three years ago i moved or four years ago i moved to town with and i had a mattress on the floor and a tv you know a tv uh dinner tray as a as a uh holder for my tv you know how quickly things can change and an xbox man. yeah so it's, it's pretty Essentials. wild man yeah you know but men don't require a whole lot do we no. we don't we don't and, until we get a woman and then they would we, we require the things that they require that's kind of what it is yeah i don't i don't need much i think my, uh, my i think when i was in college man my my couch we found sitting on the side of the road in some neighborhood that said free couch and our coffee table was an old wire spool that we'd found somewhere you know so you know men don't I, my wife called me on the road the other day she said are you making the bed up in the morning i'm like hell no i'm not making it no i ain't doing all that doing all that i'm just gonna go back to bed in it what's yeah. the difference yeah i uh i just put my mattress back on the floor my bed was like all squeaky and stuff so i just <laughs> what are you doing in it put it out well you know what i'm doing you know yeah baby oil by the barrel right <laughs> yeah yeah it was just it was just squeaky i just put it on the back porch and i'm just back on on the floor but and sleeping man, good yeah I, I live with another artist her name's ella langley and um uh, we're about to get a house get our own place and and uh we lived with like two other songwriters it was like four people in one house which it was it was a bigger house but i don't know i think there's something different about you know two artists living together and you know songwriters because like when you get home on sunday the last thing you want to do is talk to anybody absolutely and the songwriters are like listen to these demos i got back and i'm just like i'm good man you know <laughs> but uh but i'm gonna buy a new bed and that's why i just kind of been waiting i'm gonna get me a big king bed there you go yep, yeah something you can jump up and down on yeah yeah it's all about i don't know about you man but i love buying stuff I, I got this amazon addiction i gotta quit I, I tell my wife all the time i think they should just uh, dedicate one van to us just permanently that just comes to our house because they're rolling in and out of here yeah. every day son yeah buying stuff yeah yeah that's part of it though this, i mean everything has changed since uh, since i was a kid it's amazing how different things are you know with amazon and social media even when i became an artist and things started for me when i was just starting to tour you know, it's all the cameras and all the stuff that are out there now. It's just a completely different world. Yeah. I mean, do you, you do a lot of social stuff too? I mean, I do. Yeah, yeah man. It's, it's active. I mean, and we, you know, last weekend I had like a whole camera crew out doing 
just content just for just to post social media, you know, just to, and you got to do that periodically. 15 second yeah. videos, but you know, that was work in work itself. I was like, man, I need to, you know, usually when I go on the road, it feels like a vacation from the grind of really working in Nashville. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's like, all I got, all I got to do is sleep in my bunk, you know, get up and do sound check, and do get up show. and do sound check yeah. and then play a show. And then I, I'm still at the point now where I'm still doing the meet and greet thing. So, yeah. Um, but I do that for free at all my shows, you know. I feel like while I'm building, that's important to do that. Are you happy doing what you're doing? I mean, is man, it- I'm I'm so happy. I'm thrilled, man. I'm just, I feel like I'm 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 doing everything I ever wanted to, and that's like just having a having a chance to have a dog in the fight, you know. Absolutely, just being part of the game, man. Yeah, just being part of it. Being who's the coolest know, person you've met so far, man? Uh, I'd say you would be one. Well, uh, not I'm mean, besides me. Kid Rock, yeah, uh, that was definitely cool, and um, uh, I haven't, I haven't really. Uh, oh, I got to meet. Um, I got to go. I got to meet and go on the uh, Paul from Wicked Tuna. You know that show? Oh yeah, yeah. I got to go out on his boat. We played a show with uh, Bob. Wicked Pissa. The Wicked Pissa. Yeah, yeah I got, I got the I got the fish on the Wicked Pissa. We didn't catch a tuna though. So, but that was cool, man. You know they they. They, you know, they say we're in the harbor and like, you know, the harbor. Yeah, it's like another <laughs> harbor. Um, but man, the coolest—I'd say the coolest thing about all this and 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 stuff—is like the people that were with me, like when I was playing Mexican restaurants and like, you know, barbecue restaurants for like a hundred dollars and free food, are the people that are still with me. Yeah, and that's like the coolest thing, you know, because what, what did you say? The, the coolest thing was. Well, uh, in the, the Mexican food restaurant and what? If you uh, put your head barbecue, on Scotchy, well, yeah. <laughs> when I was playing the Mexican food restaurants and like the barbecue joints for like a hundred dollars and free food, you know? Yeah. And <laughs> like everybody that was with me back then, you know, is still with me today. Oh, yeah. So it's like we're out here experience on like our band leader and our guitar player. I mean, he's done it all. He played with Riley. He played with Shenandoah. Like he played with everybody, you know? So like, he's kind of like our older dad and like, like, all right, so this is what's going to happen here. And this is what you need to do and not do. But everybody else, we're all experiencing it for the first time, you know? And like, it's pretty overwhelming. A lot of things are, Yeah, and but, you walk out on the stage in front of some of those massive crowds, at these big festivals, it's, it's pretty yeah. overwhelming. Yeah. We just did some shows with a guy named Co Wetzel. You know who he is? I know his name, but I, yeah, know his music. Yeah, we just did some shows with him, and there was like, you know, that's a young crowd, and it was like five thousand plus every night, and that was yeah. the biggest crowd I ever, you know, played for that knew like more than just one song. They knew like all my songs. That's awesome. So it was like it was awesome. So what's the first thing you indulge yourself with when you got some money? What'd you buy first? Um, first thing I bought um was a guitar. I, I bought a I bought a, a Gibson hundred twenty fifth edition j45 nice yeah. yeah it was five grand that's a lot of money i think the most i ever spent on a guitar was like a thousand dollars but the thing is is like man i'm you know i was 30 years 30 years old or 31 years old when that song you know popped yeah. off so like i lived frugal for a very long time so i don't like spend my money on you know a lot of stuff you know i mean i'm not like i'm i'm just like I don't need a lot, like you said. Men don't yeah. need much. No, yeah. we don't need. I just much. want to have money when I'm old, so I don't. Can a potted meat and a loaf of white bread. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, but, I, I, but I bought a guitar, 
Um, I bought a bass boat. Yeah. That was pretty cool. Um, cause I, be- a year before that I was fishing out of this John boat, me and my stepdad like built it up. We have like, uh, it's got like a deck on it. It's got like panels where I can put stuff down in it. It was pretty, uh, spiffy. That's so, awesome. Yeah. My, uh, Matt that brought the, uh, camera, the cameras over here yesterday. Yeah. Me and him used to go fishing in that all the time. So I bought a bass boat, but I just bought, um, I waited a little while, but I just bought that truck out there you do the kayaking thing at all yeah i bought a kayak i bought a fishing kayak it's awesome dude yeah i'll have to sh- show you pictures i know we're all we got we all got into kayak did a little white water stuff too man i'm obsessed with it <clears throat> and you're talking about things to buy man, guitars guitars and fishing gear yeah that's all i need i've got 13 rods in the front seat oh dude kayak. i have so much fishing <laughs> stuff and i met these guys at favorite fishing now they just like i think i bought every rod that they have but now they just they sent me a, so i have two of everything that they sent me you know now so tell me about your, your kayak. Motorized? Pedal, it, pedal well, motorized? it's a Hobie 360. Those Hobies so, are bad. Yeah. Oh, man. It's bad. It's yeah. It's got a motor on the back that, like, has this pulley that you, like, pull it up and down. And Torquedo? Yeah, Torquedo. I've seen those. I've seen, I've the, seen the, the pedal new ones. Torquedo. Yeah, um, and then it's got the foot pedals. I've got a uh, the active target on it. Yeah. Man, it's awesome, dude. I was... You ever watch those guys, man, that go out in the salt water, that go out in kayaks and catch those big things? Those guys are nuts, man. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, you catch, you catch your, catch like a big fish, a a sailfish or something like two or three hundred pounds in a freaking kayak, man. You might wind up 50 miles off the shore. Yeah, I mean, that thing's pretty, uh, pretty sturdy, but I don't even know if I would fish in like down in Florida that this place I go is called Beanville. Like they got gators in there, you know? Oh, yeah. I'm tall, fat, and clumsy, man. I'll fall over. Bump you and knock you over in the water. Ain't doing it. Yeah. Gators tell you. But I love it, man. My favorite thing about having the kayak is uh, I can go fishing by myself, and I don't have to take anybody with me, you know? Because you don't want to fish with everybody. If you're a fisherman, it's like sometimes it's like somebody will be like, man, take me fishing, and then you take them, and it's like, I'm about to be out here for eight hours, and we're an hour in, and you're saying you want to leave? You know, and you keep backlashing every cast. I keep having to get it. Yeah, you're like freedom. tying their hook yeah, on, and it's just like, yeah, I can't, I can't, I can't. Trying to dodge them when they're cast. Like, I like you as a person, dude, but I can't fish with you. If you <laughs> if you're having to tie your buddy's line and and wad his his back <laughs> his back casting, then there's a big problem. Yeah, go on a guide. For if, that. if it's, I'm, a, I'm if it's a girl, that's a whole different thing. Yeah, 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 that's yeah a it's a different thing. thing. Yeah, <laughs> well, I won't be start. fishing with y'all. Scott, Scott, you might not come back, Scott. Yeah, I mean, if you're not a good fisherman, I would say the first place you need to go is just go fishing in a pond. Oh, know? yeah. Because pond fishing's just like... Bass fishing, catfish, crappie? I, man, I just like bass fishing and crappie fishing. Yeah. It's, yeah. About time to, it's about time to break out the crappie rods. And I get love it. some good crappie, son. Man, I love it. Oh, yeah. You know, people always... like I've always loved crappie fishing. <clears throat> people always say it's like an old man's thing, oh, yeah. but I just love it. It's great. Yeah. I am an old man, and I like crappie. And they, all the crappie fishermen call bass fishermen plug junkers. Yeah, I'm on a catch neat program. Is my problem bass fishing? You got to throw them back. I don't like all. Yeah, that. yeah, yeah. I like, I, like I, I like throwing them back. I do too. I look at a bass like it's a majestic animal, like a bald eagle. Yeah, you know, I just I don't want to eat a bass. I, I'm not gonna do it. What's your PB? Uh bass probably five, and then catfish is like eighteen, oh, something wow. like that. Yeah, but I'm, I'm usually from a bank or kayak. Yeah, I'm eight point two. I'm trying to get. Nice. I'm trying to get. I'm trying to get a ten pound bass uh, before I'm like forty. How old's Luke Bryan now? <laughs> Can y'all look that up over there? Yeah. So he caught a twelve pounder in his in his cheating pond over no, there. Kid. I was gonna say that came from a. Pond. I caught a ten. I think he caught a. I think it was eleven. 
But I'm just trying to get double digits before he did, you know what I mean? So I can be more country boy than Does him. it count if it came well, it from a pond? Though. What's that? Does it does it count if it came from a pond? Yeah, of course. Right. Have you seen um have you seen that um that video where that treble hook went through his thumb? No. Dude, it's so bad. Luke is forty six, by the way. Forty six, yeah. He's getting there. So <laughs> Yeah, I've, yeah. I've, I've had a couple of hooks. Not completely through. Dude, I've never had one that I hook, had And then went through his nail and out the other side. <laughs> yeah. Dude, I got a whopper plopper hook hung in, uh, it's about 45 degrees right there in the first knuckle. And I play acoustic, Those hooks are I play so acoustic for Tracy, too. Yeah. So it was like, oh, thank God it was during the pandemic. Yeah. So I had time to heal. But, dude, it, it sunk so deep past the barb. I had to go to the emergency room and in my little hometown, Perry County. They they were trying to use something that I would cut guitar strings with. Yeah, you know. So my dad took me up there. I said, "Dude, I, man, I'd appreciate it if you drive me up there to the emergency room." He had some cutters with him, and I said, "Now look here, y'all." I said, "That those cutters are not going to cut this hook. I, I guarantee you." So I had to. They let me go outside, take a shot, and then bring my dad's cutters in. I had to to the doctor, and I sat back down, and he cut it out. Yeah, I was uh, fishing one time with one of those. Uh, whopper poplars and i had a i got him up in the boat and he, they were schooling yeah. and i threw it out there and he hit it and i got him in and, but he split the plug out when he did it just fell diagonally like straight into my leg dude oh. vmc hooks man they sharp yeah, yeah. sharp they as a razor blade man golly mm. yeah how hard is it, is it to stay sober on the road man this is not the easiest environment for all that it's stuff it's easy for me it really is. Once you got your resolve, you're done. Yeah, man. I don't have any desire to get drunk ever again. Yeah. You know, I know you got the song, Can't Trust a Man You Can't Drink Whiskey With, or whatever. Is that what it says? <laughs> no, What's that's the not song mine. title. Don't Drink Whiskey? Yeah, Don't Drink Whiskey. That's that's not, it's not. Oh, I thought that you put that out. No. Nah. You played it. You played it that Don't night. Drink Whiskey, yeah, but it's not, uh, well, I don't. It's not you can't trust a man you don't drink whiskey with. Okay. I, mean, it's, 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 I thought that was that was like something in the. It's like if you don't do these things and don't understand these things, then you. Well, probably if you don't if you whiskey. if you haven't done all this stupid stuff, then yeah. you probably don't drink whiskey. Yeah. That's kind of oh, the premise okay. of the cool. song. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but uh, I just uh, I don't. I mean, I don't think about it. You know, I, I feel like if getting drunk and doing all that other stuff was still fun, I, I'd still be doing it. But I'm telling you, this industry is surrounded by it. It's everywhere yeah. you go. I yeah, mean, I mean, I, I know. I was. I went to the BMI thing last night. It's open bar. You know, it was open bar, and I drank a couple of uh, those Heineken 0.0s and, yeah. you know, like, whatever. Um, I don't, I'm, I'm not like a real big social person, you know? I don't like going out in big crowds and stuff, which is weird because I play music for a living. No, but it's like, not weird at all, man. But like I'm on a stage, you know, and then I can meet people and then I can just go get in my bunk and, you know, whatever. Yeah. But, you know, my guys, man, they drink enough for me, so we're good. And, <laughs> and I egg them on, you know? And, and I mean, I just, the thing about me is, is alcohol does something to me that it doesn't do to a normal person, you know? Um, it's like a it's like it it does something different to my brain like i cross that line and there's just no going back and i know that i've known a lot of people like that too man yeah it it, it all affects everybody different it does yeah so what are the kind of cool stuff you into man you a reader do you watch i'm not a reader i like to journal like rom-coms 
Dude, I do love rom-coms. <laughs> you look like a rom-com yeah. guy. I watched a couple Hallmark Christmas movies. Did I watch this? Actually, enjoyed. I, I watched, watched this movie the other night called uh, The Peanut Butter Falcon. Have y'all ever seen that? I should have never asked this question. <laughs> <laughs> Lindsay looked up over the chair like, what in the hell are y'all talking Where's about? Where's this? Said, what's wrong with rom-coms? Rom-coms and bowl of ice cream, you know, put a little chocolate syrup in there. Uh, the Peanut Butter Falcon, y'all ever? I haven't seen it. Man, y'all got to see that. It's great. It's uh how do you say his name? Shalabouf or Shalabouf? Shalabouf. 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 Anyways, oh it's him goodness. and like, I don't know. It's just, it's really good. But, That's, uh, I, I'm having a hard time recovering from that question. That was just a bad, <laughs> bad road to go down as a dude. But, we got to, we got to get our man card resharpened up here but, for some what about the like YouTube stuff? I mean, that's what I watch anymore. Is I just YouTube? Put YouTube on the TV and just go through shit and find something interesting. Do you ever yeah. go down a rabbit hole like that? And I do, man. I go I go down rabbit holes and I find like I like to get on there and find like a like one night I was on there and I found like a version of Wendell Mobley singing "There Goes My Life." Wendell's by the bow now, dude. Yeah, like I like finding like the songwriter version of the song on youtube yeah or like i'll find new music like weird music like pop music or something but it'll be like acoustic or something you know um but man i just i like to fish and and uh and just play music i mean i don't really what do else do you need else. yeah dude that's all i do everybody's like man come on let's hang i said dude, all i want to do is just yeah. play my guitar and go home and fish that's yeah. all i need it's not that complicated man. yeah I, I journal a lot is that that's that weird you do that i do not journal yeah i journal a i lot. used to and then i read back over the old ones and i just <laughs> well if you go I, back i feel sorry you, for that man yeah if you go back and you read uh like a year or two ago like yeah the old ones. i just get it gets all my thoughts out on the paper and just makes me kind of like i don't know zen i guess is the yeah. word to say but i do that and I think it helps, but at the moment. But when you go back and read them later, it's like you're like, yeah, I, I gotta, I, I gotta like that? burn, I gotta yeah. burn this or something. <laughs> yeah, burn you know? it. You gotta offer this to the gods, put it in the fireplace, and yeah. let it go. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, I never, I never was a journaler. I just never have gotten into it at all. I'm, uh, I'm too private. I don't like to put anything down that somebody can find. Yeah, yeah. yeah when I uh, let's see, so after uh, Dick Town Dallas came out, um, so like when I turned 26. Um, my father passed away, and then I had, like, a bunch of loss within the whole year. And then I went through a divorce, and I moved to Nashville, and then the song popped off. So it was, like, a bunch of shit happened in my life that, like, I couldn't even process. So I went and started to see a therapist uh, last year, last January, dude. And that was, like, the best thing I've ever done for my mental really? health, man. That was crazy. You know, I'm from the South, so, like, we don't talk about it. Our men don't talk. Men don't about cry. They don't, don't cry, cry. In baseball. We don't talk about our problems or nothing like that. But man, that's been the best thing I've ever done. So um, I enjoy like uh, you know just having real conversations with real people. You know about me too. I you do. know like whatever, whatever it is, childhood trauma, or just like you know whatever. So I think we all can find common ground because I think everybody has been through something like that. We all have some dark thing in our past that we're trying yeah. to kind of suppress or whatever and the human brain we all do it's it was wild it's a wild thing and it's 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 weird the things that you can block out with your mind that yeah. uh, kind of pop back up years later that you forget about it's amazing yeah. I mean, you can bury some stuff down in there pretty deep i buried a lot of shit deep yeah <laughs> sometimes you just want to push it down and make it go away yeah but uh, as you get older and stuff man you as you uh, self-evaluate yourself and you try to grow man you got to kind of make peace with a lot of that stuff and realize that a lot of things from your childhood really weren't your fault yeah and you kind of have to let that stuff go man yeah for it's sure. very important 
I've had my turn with the therapist too. Yeah. yeah. I like chasing women too. That's like my other I used my to. thing. Yeah. 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 You're married, but I'm, I'm, so I've been in this like on and off relationship for the last two years. And now that's like finally over. Like we were hanging out one day and we called each other the next day. I was like, yeah, let's just not do this anymore. You know? Yeah. So we, so I've been, it's got to be hard dating out there nowadays. I know. Dude, it's so weird. So after my divorce, like there was like dating apps and like, you know, did you ever do the Tinder thing? Or I did, but it was just, it was just weird. I had a couple bad experiences with that. So, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, one, one night I was like, there's this venue in Birmingham. It's called Zydeco. It's like a small club. It's like 500 cap. And uh, I think, I can't remember who was playing. I think it was. They had like a radio show or something come through there. And I was like, yeah, I'm going up to Zydeco. I'm friends with the owner and, you know, all that stuff. And I was like, come meet me up there. You know, I'm, I always say we'll get a drink because I don't, you know, like, even though I don't drink, I'm not going to make it awkward, you know. Yeah. And uh, she shows up and she was not the person that she was on her pictures, you know. Catfished. And, yeah, I was totally catfished. And uh, I bought one down. She wanted some Jaeger. So I went and bought her a shot of Jaeger and I brought it to her. And she went to shoot it and she just poured it down the side of her face. <laughs> like she just completely <laughs> missed her mouth. And like, I don't know, before like I before she got there, I was like showing my friends the pictures. I was like, yeah, dude, this girl's coming to meet me. And then she got there and it, yeah, they were like all hyped up about it. And they were just all looking at me like, and I was like, yeah, I got to go to the bathroom. And I looked at my buddy Jimmy and I was like, yeah, man, I'm leaving. I'll, I'll see you later. <laughs> and she texted me. She was like, I can't tell I can't tell uh, if you're into me or not. I was like, uh, I'll be honest with you. I'm not. And uh, I got to go. I, I, I left. So I'll see you later. <laughs> Yeah, I can't imagine trying to date in this day and age with all the social media apps and all that stuff. It would be a really weird thing. I, I just don't understand it. Yeah, all. I mean, I'm pretty much giving up on, like, love, you know? I think that— Oh, man, you can't give up on love. Well, like, here's the thing, man. I got a good life. I got a good career. You know, I got great friends. But maybe that just ain't for me, you know? You just have it's to find good. somebody that you're willing to give half your shit to. <laughs> And be okay with. It'd be fine. Already done that once. I don't know if I'm gonna do that again. Yeah. So let's get back to music. Back to music. (laughs) What's uh? You you working on a a full album now? Doing a yeah full album. I think I'm gonna do. I think I'm gonna put out a twenty song album. Really? Yeah. Write everything. Uh, not all of it. You know, I think best song wins. What do you think? Amen. Best song should always best song wins. Absolutely. And make your own stuff stand up to the things that you find. But uh, kind of weave it all together. I mean, you definitely want to have your own presence on there. I think that's very important. Yeah, we um we went uh, we've been having these song meetings where we sit around with the A and R team and yeah. listen to songs. And you know, my manager he's he's not like your normal Nashville manager. You know, like I feel like Nashville managers like they know everybody and like you know like when I met my manager he was like I was like yeah I wanted him to manage me and. He was working with like a a jam band out of Birmingham, and we met every day, or not every day, but once a week for about a month. And he was like, "Well, man, I really don't know anything about country music, but I like you, and let's do this," you know. So, like a lot of the things that we've learned, we've kind of learned together over the years. Yeah, you know. And he knows the business really well. He owns a production company, and he's great, you know, for that. But like as far as like the Nashville stuff goes, we've learned a lot, you know, together, and and. You know, he doesn't really know, he doesn't say anything about the music stuff because that ain't, you know, his thing. and That's not his lane. But we're in this meeting, and uh, I have this song. It's called Troublemaker. and 
we were listening to all these songs and he was like what about troublemaker and it's 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 a from the heart song i wrote it about just basically about my story you know and yeah he goes what about troublemaker and uh i was like uh i was like yeah let's play that and we played it and we're sitting there with rusty gadson sony and you know everybody else and you know, I mean, I've turned in so many songs as a songwriter. I mean, I turned that one in a year and a half ago, and nobody said anything about it. We're sitting there listening to it, and, you know, we get – if we make it to the second verse, you know, you're really on to something. Yeah, they don't know? turn it off immediately. Yeah, they don't turn it off immediately. And Rusty goes, wow, this is really good. And Rusty's, like, the number one that will tell you if this song – you know, it's like if it ain't it or yeah. not, you know. So, like, it had his approval right then and there. And then, you know, Lynn was like, this is the title track of the album. Really? She's like, we're, but he, she was like, we're going to rename your fan club to Troublemakers. And, you know, like, I don't know. It was a cool moment for me because it was like, that kind of song is my heart, like, as far as like a songwriter. And I, I know that's kind of weird to hear because, you know, I'm the dick down in Dallas guy at this point. But I write, the kind of songs I write are from the heart and they tell a story, you know. And well, I, we had talked about that particular song before just what a fluke thing it was the yeah. way that it just kind of happened it was a joke really, it was yeah. just a joke it really never was intended to be anything and it just kind of happened by yeah itself other anyway. than it was just a bonfire song yeah. during the pandemic i mean our you know our friends but i don't know it was just like that cool moment it's like you know my manager might not know about you know some things but like and you know he doesn't really say much in those meetings but it was like he just threw it out there in a non-egotistical way. He was like, what about this song? And, like, that was the song that, like, you know, we're kind of building this project around. So it was, it was kind of cool. It's like, you know, he might not know this, but he knows his artist and he knows my heart. Man, that was really cool. Yeah, there's some good song people in town, too. Man, it's, it's sometimes it can be hard to find outside songs that really suit who you are, too, as you yeah. go around to publishing companies and stuff till they really identify who you are. They think you're in, uh, your niche is like gimmicky songs or whatever. Trying to find real, true, hardcore country or something that really fits you, sometimes you just got to break down and write it all by yourself. Yeah. You really do. Yeah. Um yeah, that's tough Tough on me, too, because, like, the drinking thing, you know? Like, I don't mind touching on drinking, you know? But yeah. it's like, I'm not really like, yeah, I'm getting drunk tonight because I'm definitely not, you know? Sounds like a hit on my, my, my truck. <laughs> yeah, we cover uh, we cover Luke Combs. We have this, like, drop D section that we do in our set. And it's like, we I sing Beer Never Broke My Heart every night, and I'm just like, but beer did break my heart, you know? <laughs> But, you know, whatever. It, it, I mean, you got to have those up-tempo songs and songs to get the crowd pumped up. So, like, but it is tough listening to songs. I'm like, yeah, I probably wouldn't say that, you know. Yeah, and it's got to be a personal thing, too. It really yeah. does. I'll, and I'll give you, for example, I, and you don't realize when you when you have a massive hit on the radio how much it affects all the people that are in your life. Mm -hmm. You know, when I recorded and released Time Marches On, the repercussions of it never crossed my mind. My dad hated that song. Because really? all the because people thought that I wrote it and that yeah. it was a true life story about my family oh, yeah. and that he had a girlfriend in another town. Oh, yeah. He hated that song just yeah. because of that line because he got questioned about it all the time. Yeah, and so it translates to much beyond what you think it does. It's pretty. Yeah, crazy. I guess I never really thought about yeah. that, but that makes a whole lot of sense. You know, especially in your day. Yeah, you know, like back in that day, like back in the day, back in back your in day. day. <laughs> well, I just mean like that era of country music. Like nobody knew that the artist didn't write the songs. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. Like, when I grew up, I thought George Strait, like 
wrote all his songs. Yeah, I mean, and really, I mean, you kind of think that. And and the road band played on all the records and all that stuff, too. And that's just not the way things yeah. are in, the, in this town, especially. Now a lot Even of in the rock and roll world, it's not that way. Yeah, now a lot of artists do write their own songs, you know, but some of them don't. I feel like, I don't know, I, I hate that. I, I mean, it's like you said, the best songwriters are here in Nashville, Tennessee. Yep. And it's like, I hate the fact that, you know, just because if an artist, if his name's not on it, then he won't sing it, you know. But I feel like with Morgan Wallen and a couple other people, you know, like people are getting back to cutting the best songs in Nashville. I think so, too. And I think yeah. you can feel that in the things that are going on in the format, too. I think it's starting to get strong again. Yeah. You can hear stronger lyrics out there that are really kind of cutting through. Yeah, for sure. It makes a big difference to me. Because I thought we'd lost country for a while. I thought it just got way too pop. But then you got guys like like Hardy that are pushing that metal edge on the other side, of it, which I personally dig a lot. Dude, I love it. I, I like think Hardy's the best. They're, I think he rocks, I think man. people are going to be trying to recreate what Hardy's doing for a long time. Yep. I mean, just one he's BMI the songwriter trail, of the year, dude. He's blazing a trail, man. He's I mean, written he's some awesome. massive, massive records. Massive hits. He does his own thing. I yep. mean, he's just, he's phenomenal. He has, a, you know, a way to say things that, you know, have been said, but, you know, like blow your mind, you know? No kidding, man. And it's, uh, but there's so many talented people out there these days. Lainey Wilson's killing it, man. Dude, man. she's awesome. She really was, is awesome. Well, looking at the charts the other day, she's got, Two songs just climbing up the charts. How cool is that? It's pretty amazing. Yeah. It really is. It's awesome. It really is. So what do you do for the holidays, man? You going back home? I'm going home, yeah. Uh, well, I've got two shows in Texas. I'm going, I've got uh, Midland and Terrell, Texas, and I'll be coming back to Nashville on uh, on Christmas Eve and then awesome. drive down to Alabama. Go kind of slow the pace down for a little bit. Yeah, I mean, we we well, we got a bunch of last minute shows. I was like, let's do it. My guys need the money, you know. That's yeah. less of a bonus I got to give them, so let's do it. You know, <laughs> we got a New Year's Eve show, so we're gonna go do that. But um, yeah. So tell me all your socials. Where can they find you? All this. Um, TreyLewisMusic dot com. That's my website. All my tour dates are on there. Um, my Instagram's TreyLewisMusic. My TikToks, that's all Trey Lewis music, yeah. Fine. Man, always that. a pleasure, brother. Thank dude, you thanks for having me on, man. Enjoyed Thank it. for the friendship. Always good yeah, to see dude. you. Yeah, dude, that's great, man. Absolutely. Much yeah. continued success, brother. Thank you, brother. Appreciate Trey Lewis. It. Yeah.